Are you ready to find the missing link in your wellness journey? Do you want to learn how specialized women-owned businesses can collectively help you achieve the goals you want for your mind, body, and soul? Hi, my name is Dr. Kelly Alhui, founder of Orthopelvic Physical Therapy, and Molly Atala, former teacher and manager of Orthopelvic. Together, we are on a mission to help women know that there is help for whatever their needs are. From cosmetic tattoo artists to naturopath doctors, we break down different methods and treatment that women may not know are available to them by drastically improving their quality of life. We believe that no one can achieve the results they desire going down one path with one practitioner. And that is why we come together to collaborate. This podcast is for all women, especially for those who want more information on improving their overall well-being and would like to learn about methods and treatment and care that they may be unaware of. So let us connect the pieces of the puzzle for you. While listening, you will learn about local female-run businesses and understand that when providers work together to have a collective approach, we can reach the best outcomes for you. Let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Collaborative Connections by Orthopelvic PT. I'm your host for today, Molly, and I'm here with the incredible Sarah Vogel of Sacred Matrescence. So Sarah, we're so, so excited to have you. Congratulations. For those of you that don't know, Sarah is pregnant with her fourth baby. She has three gorgeous babies at home, and they were all kind of, you know, had their own beautiful journey towards coming into her womb and into the world. Um, Um, And this fourth baby was really taking some sweet, special time. So we're very grateful that baby and Sarah are with us today. So Sarah, welcome. Congratulations. And yeah, tell us a little bit about sacred matrescence. Thank you so much. I feel like the way you said my name, I've never heard someone say it so like smoothly and beautifully. Sarah Vogel. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Thank you for that introduction. Yes, I am Sarah Vogel. Um, And thank you for the congratulations. Yes, it was a long time coming, waiting for this pregnancy, and we're really excited about it. Um, and it goes in perfectly with what I do, which is take care of mothers in pregnancy and postpartum. It started out with just pregnancy and birth as a birth doula. Um, and just in my own journey with motherhood and working with mothers, I was like, women need more. (laughs) So, um, after my second, I is when I really realized like, wow, we, we are feeling mothers and mothers need more. And so I was like, how can I add on to what I'm already doing to serve the women in my community and make sure that there's this continuity of care so that women aren't just left. I mean, you often hear women say that they're so afraid to leave the hospital because how can people trust them with a baby? And it's like, you never hear women say like, oh my gosh, but what about me too? Like, Mm -hmm. who's going to take care of me? Um, And I feel like it's something that's not even talked about. And so I've just really made a conscious effort and a huge, um, commitment to making sure that women have that care, um, wherever they birth from the birth of their baby onwards, um, and recognize that they too have just been born and they, they need really intentional care as well. So I'm a postpartum doula. I work in home, um, and remotely with women, depending on what their need is. And then I also just through my own journey of nutrition and figuring out the, the vitality of food postpartum, um, have poured my passions into cooking for, for women too, when they're postpartum and making sure that they're getting the nourishment that they need. 
Amazing. I mean, yeah, it's such a, um, such a beautiful evolution. And I think, um, sometimes it can be really hard. I think birth workers, it's similar to education and that the, the burnout is really high. Um, the need is definitely clearly very much there. Um, but I think that I definitely know a lot of, um, birth workers who have transitioned, like you who are transitioning um, really into that postpartum care, uh, because it is such a vital, I mean, we call it, you know, the fourth trimester. um, And it's that time where truly the mother is born, whether she's a first time mom, or whether she's being born as a mom of two or a mom of four. And it is such it's such a tender time and you really do need that intentional care and you need somebody who's going to hold you. And I really, I mean, I honestly, I truly have all the respect in the world for people who, um, obviously people in birth work, but if you're, if you've transitioned, um, from birth work to postpartum to take care of, you know, yourself and your health and your family, and maybe not being on call 24 seven and things like that. Um, that's a beautiful thing. But yeah, Sarah, I'd love to hear more about your services, about what people are coming to you with now. Um, you have a beautiful website, sacredmatrescence.com, with um, actually a, an access to something called your sacred circle. I'd love if you could kind of tell us, you know, tell us about your offerings. Tell us about that sacred circle. How are people accessing you? Um, and yeah, what is your vision? I mean, this is like, this is a vision you had for so long and now it's a reality, which is amazing. So you can evolve and take it where you want. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it makes me emotional because I, I pictured myself in this place years ago, but I had no idea how I'd get here and if it would even happen. And now I feel like I've arrived at this place where I feel so confident about the work that I do, um, that it just, I'm at this place of just like loving it so much. And I will Mm -hmm. say last fall, I hit burnout. (laughs) It is real. Um, and they say with birth workers, it's like a three-year window that by year three, you are done you are burnt out. And I guarantee you it's, it's the same thing with postpartum is you just, you're pouring so much into other people that you forget to pour back into yourself. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting how that happened. I was kind of put in this place of like, oh my gosh, I'm giving so much to other people so much though, that I can't do it anymore at all. So I had made a post on Instagram last October that was like, I'm done with birth. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to pour into postpartum. So I stopped taking on birth clients and immediately I was like, oh, I miss birth so much. I love it it's, you know, it's about that continuity of care. I love when women hire me in early first trimester. Mm. Um, and then I can see them all the way through. And I feel like I can better help women postpartum when I know what their pregnancy and birth has been like. Um, so I went back to a place where I was like, you know what, I need to put myself back into the place of self-care, better boundary myself, make sure that I am valuing my time. So I increase my fees. And I was like, the people that want to hire me are going to be willing to pay what I value myself at if they, mm-hmm. they want me. Um, and so that has really developed into this beautiful relationship with clients where I know that people are hiring me for me in particular versus just mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is a doula that has availability. Um, so that's felt really good. I feel like I'm finally working with women that it's this really great mutual relationship um, because it's such an intimate relationship. It's so important that that exists and that it doesn't just feel like this give, give, give. Mm-hmm. And then they have the baby and it's just like, okay, like, see ya. See ya. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I have this, like, like you're coming down from a high of just this, like, oh, what do I do now? Um, so that's been great. I feel like I have these great relationships. And then because the women value so much 
of the work that I'm doing for them in pregnancy, they tend to hire me postpartum for either cooking or um, postpartum care. And it's just been amazing because I just am able to witness the transformation of these mothers and Mm. um, really work with them, not just on like birth plan, but developing their intuition and teaching them how to listen to their intuition and lean into it and trust what their body is telling them you know, even if they want like a fully medical birth where they're just get the epidural at three centimeters and that like fine, but at least like know when your gut is calling you to do something and be able to like factor that into your decision-making. And, um, so that's been really cool working with women in that way. And then yeah, postpartum just coming to them and doing body work and teaching them how to do body work on their babies and Mm. talking them through some of the decisions of like, can I take a bath? Can I not take a bath? Like things like that, where I'm like, well, what, what feels good for you? And what do you feel comfortable doing? And, and kind of teaching women that it's okay to make decisions for themselves that either goes against what the cultural norm is or what, you know, the doctor's air of caution is, um, Mm -hmm. or air on the side of caution is, um, and then cooking. Yeah, I cook. And I, I would say that's a big majority of my services right now is cooking for women and doing meal deliveries. I used to cook in home and I felt like I was having a hard time balancing spending time with the mother and cooking. That makes total sense. Why don't I separate the two and people can either hire me to come in home to be just with them or I can cook and deliver. Um, And the cooking is great because then I can stay home with my babies and that's four hours that I'm at home with them and I don't have to Mm. pay for childcare or find childcare. And then I just deliver on their front step with a bouquet of flowers and a little note of encouragement Um, yeah. And then it's so funny because my dad, the other day, he's like, can you just like explain all of the things that you're doing to me? Because I feel (laughs) like there's so much. And I was like, I know it feels like a lot, but, but they all flow together so seamlessly. Yeah. It all kind of, yeah. They build off each other. They work together and, you know, not everybody needs everything, but it's nice that I've got all these little things that can kind of create this custom care package for women. Um, yeah, the sacred circle that was, um, I was posting so much on, on Instagram about the cooking that I was doing. And so many people were like, can I have the recipe? Can you tell me how to do this? Can you do this? Or can I have this? And at first I was like, yes, yes, yes. Here's everything. But then I became, again, it was feeding into the burnout of like, oh my gosh, I can't mm-hmm. respond to messages or it's taking me so long to sit down and type this out. And then someone else was like, you need, those are your precious recipes. And yes, you know, there are a few times that I saw people cooking my recipes and then sharing them on Instagram and then just not saying anything. And it's such a minor Ugh. thing. I was like, oh my gosh, that's my baby. That's my recipe. So I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm going to, you know, take, take the recommendation of a few people and just really protect what I've worked so hard on. And so I created the sacred. No, that's huge. That's so huge. And I think it goes back to that maternal instinct to just want to give all of the time mm-hmm. and forget that we need to value our work and value what we, you know, put our heart into. Um, and it does take time to have a comfortable relationship with money and business and that sort of stuff and finding the balance. So I created the sacred circle as a way for people that if I can't cook from, if I can't cook for them, or maybe the fee for cooking is outside of their budget right now, but they can buy this membership, which is $65 for the whole year. It gives them access to all of my recipes so that they can either have people make those recipes or make them themselves. Um, and then on top of it, I have educational content, um, like local resources or, um, global resources for prenatal postpartum, um, different podcast recommendation, book recommendations, all kinds of stuff like that. But then 
over time, I'm going to be doing classes and recording them. And then I'll post those classes to the sacred circle so that people that are members get access to those classes. Uh, and it saves them a lot of money because the class absolutely paid classes. So it's like, mm-hmm. you can pay for the membership and get access to all of it. And the beauty about it is I designed it in such a way that again, I prevent myself from burnout. And when I have free time that I'm like, oh, I can go and upload a bunch of recipes or I've got, you know, this spare time. Why don't I record a class or do something? Um, so it makes it more sustainable for me, but at the same time, others are continuously benefiting from new content and new information. So, yeah, absolutely. I know, um, one of my really good friends is 33 weeks pregnant with, um, her second right now. And, um, it's just like, I wish we could just second trimester, like all day long. Like I would second trimester forever. (laughs) I love it. Like it's such a sweet spot, especially like kind of towards the end when you get like a nice little basketball belly. I love it. Um, but she's, you know, she's in the third trimester now and she's feeling really tired and I haven't been like, she hasn't been communicating in the way that she normally is. And I'm like, Oh, she's tired. She's taking care of a toddler. She's teaching full time. And like my friend is tired. And so I, um, texted her and just kind of said, Hey, um, can you send me some recipes of some things that, you know, I can make this weekend and we can just bring them over and drop them off in your freezer. Uh, and she sent me like, uh, one recipe and I was like, well, I know where to go to get some other recipes. I'm going to go to my sacred circle membership and <laughs> check those out and do, you know, I think, um, we've never had a babysitter for Jamie, but one of my girlfriends has a 14 year old. And so we're going to do like a, a mommy and me date tomorrow. Um, and then, and I think we'll do kind of some more of those so that I can, um, Jamie's like such a tornado and doesn't have siblings. So I want to like do, you know, cooking for, for my friends with some of the stuff that you've provided, because it's just so that nourishment is so vital. It's just everything. And you need so much care. And I know for myself, I hadn't read, um, all of the books and the resources that I have now. And I, didn't have a regular relationship with my appetite for a while after giving birth. So I was eating to nourish, but I was also just eating whatever was around. So I like had a bunch of like really cold smoothies that I'm sure were really jarring to my body to try to digest. And I was just like, ah, crap. Um, but it's, you know, whatever we learn, we can use. I mean, I know you're, um, did you have your first two babies in the hospital? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like whatever you learn from those experiences, like your first birth where you're just going in. So, um, you know, not from the same place of understanding that your clients are and things like that. And my first postpartum experience with the postpartum nutrition, um, was just so vastly different that, you know, I'm not pregnant again, but for my friends, like I want that to be a really different experience for them. And I'm able to use, even though you're in, you know, Colorado right now, I'm able to use that membership to use those recipes and like take that care. And that's like a little bit of, you know, you protecting yourself and your bandwidth in that way is really such a gift to everyone. And whenever, you know, when I drop off, um, something for my friend, that's going to be like a seed that you sowed. Like how beautiful is that? I love that so much. And that was kind of my intent of just like, and I've always felt this way and, and you probably have too, just this like energetic tug that when you, when you hear a mom suffering or you hear a mom going through something, it's just this, like, it's like a ghost pain, you know, you're like, ah, oh, like something hurts about this. And it, it's because, you know, there's this term collective now, like everyone's using this term collective, but it, it describes it so well. There's this mother collective and it's like, how can we, every mother matters, right? Because 
the health of the mother impacts, and this is something I learned from my teacher, Rochelle, Rochelle Garcia of Innate Traditions, about mother-centered care that families thrive when the mother's thriving. And when families are thriving, the community is thriving. And then obviously when the community is thriving, it expands outwards. And so that applies to every mother and you know, any mother that's suffering is going to have an impact on her family and her community and, and that sort of stuff. But you get a mother thriving, her family's going to thrive, but also the other women in her life are going to thrive because they're either going to learn from her or she's going to be able to take care of them. And so a huge thing for me is how can I get resources out to other women to help them, but then also help them help other women. So it's been amazing to see you know, people will message me and be like, Hey, do you have recipe recommendations? I, my friend's having a baby, a similar situation. And I'm like, yeah, like go on there. All my recipes are there. And, and it's beautiful because it's teaching people like, don't just show up with lasagna, like mm -hmm. figure out what this mom needs. That's going to serve her. And, you know, lasagna is great for feeding the rest of the family, but it's so important that this mother knows that what she's eating matters for her gut health, her brain health, her recovery, and that sort of stuff. Um, and it's like another, I created that um, I call it my nurture line, um, my body care products, because mm. I am huge into non-toxic living. It just like ties into all of it of self-care and, um, physical mental health. And so people will be like, well, you know, what do you recommend for this? Or do you sell that thing that you make? Cause I'm always making my own body care products. So I created this like little line of body care products that are on my website. And it's another way for women to either buy those things for themselves to treat themselves or to buy as a gift for another mother. And it's another little way that I feel like I can put nuggets out into the community of like, here's like this self-care nugget for you to take care of yourself. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the ripple effect is so huge and I know you have, you have such a gorgeous, um, bath blend. And I remember, um, getting, a couple of care packages after having Jamie, um, with some like scented bath salts in them. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, not going to use these. <laughs> like, I don't feel like, I don't feel comfortable, um, with these or like, with like, kind of like a, like a face mask that had some like icky ickies in it or something like that. And yeah. I was just like, Oh, this was so nice. But like, I guess I'm going to put this on my bed. Um, but with Sarah's products, um, that's the thing that's so great, you know, and you're so awesome about like, you know, patronizing local when you can, knowing where you source, um, you know, your ingredients for your cooking, knowing where you source the products that you're kind of putting out there and that people can buy and that you can ship to them. That is really, really huge. And that's another way you're so right. And your teacher is so right. Um, that it really just does ripple out. And I feel like with pregnancy, um, there's a real, there can be a real high that a mom is experiencing throughout this journey and this buildup of being so excited to meet her child. Um, and then when everything kind of comes crashing down in that fourth trimester, um, if she doesn't have that support system and to know who to ask questions of, and of course, we're not going to like bombard our pregnant friends with like, these are all the things that you need to do, but just expressing, I mean, sometimes I don't know. I like to think of this as like not passive aggression, but like passive support. Or sometimes if I know somebody is struggling with something or they don't actively know something and it's not really my place, I'll just like post it to my Instagram stories. <laughs> and I'm like, I think this person is going to get this like passive support that I'm like putting out there for them. But, um, you know, we do the, we do the best we can. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, yeah, I just, I'm just, you know, it's, I want to, you want to, we, we want to share what we do and kind of shout it from the rooftops, but 
not everyone is always in that place of receiving and that's totally okay. And it's hard. And, and nutrition is a huge thing. Like people are so intimidated by it and they're like, what's good and what's not. And, and I try really hard because people will be like, well, are you, are you an Ayurvedic cooker, cooker, are you an Ayurvedic chef sure. or whatever? Yeah. I don't know what to call myself, a cooker. Um, and I'm like, I don't really, I try not to, I try not to stick to anything in particular because I, I really want to be relatable to women. And I don't want women to be like, what is that? I don't want them to think. I want them to know like, okay, she's making me a meal. It's coming from this farm and this is this. And it's, you know, it's like, like you said, all of my ingredients in anything that I make from start to finish, everything is as high quality as I can possibly get it. Um, I could be making a lot more money doing what I do by getting, you know, crappy ingredients and sticking it in tinfoil and delivering it out their door. But for me, it's quality, 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 because you're increasing nutrient content. You're, you know, if you've ever looked into the energetics of food, you're increasing the energetic quality of the food, which moms need energy, um, not just to like get through the day, but to heal and to, mm. to increase the vibration of their bodies. I mean, there's, there's so much down to a cellular level of what is going on in a woman, um, that I'm like every, every single ingredient matters, but, um, it's gosh, I lost my train of thought. Um, you're taking from all these different traditions, which is amazing and not, yeah, kind of not subscribing, not subscribing to like one label. Exactly. So my, my goal is to just let them know, like, listen, I understand what your digestive system is going through, what your hormones are going through, what your body needs to heal. Um, so rather than stick to one particular tradition, I have studied all traditions and I incorporate all of it. And I just know like the basics across the board in all traditions is like warm food, high density nutrition, soft, easily digestible. Um, so I stick to that. And then I just make it really flavorful with spices that are really warming to the body. Um, and that just encourage that healing process. So I want women to just feel like the person that's taking care of them gets them and understands them and really mm-hmm. understands what they're going through. And, and I do take it so far as like, tell me a little bit about your birth, because if you had hemorrhaging, I'm going to add in some foods that are really good for blood building. Or Mm. if you're on blood thinners, I'm not going to give you red raspberry leaf tea postpartum. So I really try to understand where the mom is and what she's going through with breastfeeding and all kinds of things to make sure that the food I'm giving her is supporting where she is. So, um, and I want to speak to what you were saying a little bit about, um, how you're thinking about your postpartum with Jamie and you're having the smoothies and that sort of stuff. And, I will say most of the women I support are second, third, fourth time moms, because when you have a baby for the first time, you, you just don't know what you don't know. You truly mm-hmm. don't. And I didn't, I don't think I read a book. I don't think I took a class. Like I didn't do anything when I was with Jackson. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm intuitive. Like this is just all going to come easy to me. No, it didn't. I had the most medical interventions in my first birth. My postpartum was, I was an anxious wreck. I you know, bounced right back and was like trying to keep up with my friends that didn't have babies. And the thing is, is we have all of these opportunities to preserve our energy in life and it takes life experiences to understand how to preserve that energy. And so I I truly feel like when women take the time to just reflect on their experiences and do better, I, I believe in redemptive birth. I believe in redemptive postpartum, even if you never have another baby postpartum's forever. So every time you get your period is an opportunity to rest and eat well and preserve that energy. Um, and so the biggest thing is, is just educating yourself and, and reflecting and 
working on building that relationship with yourself so that you can learn how to care tenderly. And it's never a look back and shame yourself. It's a look back and learn where you can move forward and grow and do better. Um, because it's never, I mean, we can't change the decisions we've made in the past, but we can change how we either respond to that in the future or heal from what we've done in the past. And so, um, I really try to encourage women not to look back and be really upset with themselves on things that they did or like kick themselves because it's like, listen, we've all done that. No one's lived a perfect life. We don't know what we don't know, especially in our culture. And so it's a matter of really understanding that going forward and, and gaining the, the right resources to support yourself better going forward. And that's just a lot of what I do is resourcing women, teaching women, taking care of women so that they understand how to implement that in their lives. So beautifully said, Sarah. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think it can be really difficult if we are a little bit more perfection oriented. And sometimes too, when we are very reflective, sometimes we can get a little bit too stuck in the past or if we're thinking forward, we can get a little bit too stuck in the future. Like, I feel like I'm always straddling mentally. I'm always kind of like past, present, future. And sometimes I just have to really stop and like, even just like meditate for five minutes and orient myself with where I am because it's like, my brain is in so many different places. Um, but yeah, it's so true. I love what you said about, um, a period being a chance to reset every month and preserve your energy. And no, for me and Sarah and I, and, you know, at orthopelvic, we support, um, we support whatever birth and postpartum experience that you want. That is an informed, empowered birth and postpartum. So like you said, like if a mom knows, you know, I'm going to go in, I'm going to get that epidural and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work with Sarah. And I think that I'm going to make sure that I'm listening to my body. So I can tell if my body wants to like push on all fours or wants to get a squat bar or something like that, just having that knowledge, like that's just, what's really important. And that's what allows you to look back on that experience feeling kind of so triumphant about it. Um, but we are always, you know, we don't know what we don't know, as you said, and it is so important. Postpartum is forever and we can really nurture and nourish ourselves. Hello everyone. This is Molly just popping back on. That was part one of two of our interview with Sarah Vogel of Sacred Matrescence. Um, and I just wanted to add one thought to the podcast that we did so far. There was a quote that I read. I can't remember if it was high school or college, but there was some probably like a revolutionary war leader or something who said, uh, I'm going to be a philosopher. The matters of all men concern me. Um, and that really struck me thinking about the interconnectedness that we all have and that we are really all tied to each other and the welfare of one affects the many. So if I nourish myself and give myself love and give love to my family, that echo of love is going to reverberate out and it's going to affect you and your family. And when there is more care in the world and more love in the world and more kind of sharing of knowledge and resources that is what really allows us to thrive as a society so i really thought that sarah hit on that really well and it was almost like it kind of came to me you know not the matters of all men concern me but the matters of all moms concern me so that was just something i thought of that i wanted to add to the, this podcast please stay tuned for the continuation of this podcast next week thanks so much
If you like this podcast, please download, share, and review so that we can continue to share our mission more widely and support even more women and women-owned businesses on their wellness journey and self-care journey. You can also find us at www.orthopelvicpt.com, on Instagram and YouTube at orthopelvicpt, and on TikTok at orthopelvicpt1. At orthopelvicpt, we are primarily pelvic health therapists that practice treating hip pain, low back pain, leakage, postpartum, pregnancy, pubic symphysis dysfunction, prolapse, tailbone pain, and the list goes on and on. Whether you are struggling with acute pain or chronic issues, we would love to chat with you and recommend the next steps of just giving us a call and we'd love to chat today. Thank you.